week on the Koshcast, we run the rule over Chelsea and Arsenal as they muck around at the back of what was a very much unparked bus, while Manchester City mendy defences and send a shudder through Huddersfield. There's the rest of the Premier League action to look at, including Liverpool's trip to the Palace to see the Royal Hodgson, a Spurs victory, United players taking turns to say the boss has been a prick to me, and Kennedy's achievement for Newcastle will live in infamy. All this, Moom of the Week, and another rampant round of fraud or goat. Hop on board. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. It is the same, an unchanged lineup for three weeks in a row now. Roche Rana. Under the Kosh. <laughs> under underscore the Kosh. Why? Why? Just because Mahana didn't want me to say the Twitter handle one more time. That is true. I, he's probably killing himself listening to this. Great. Uh, Bernie Uche, how are you? Not good. Why? Just not good. Uh, should we get to it later or do you want to... Uh, pass. We'll get to it later. All right. I want to start in a very, very specific place this week. Make with, it a good place. With, with the transfer. This is one of the best transfers I think has happened in Europe all summer. Alan Nyom. Wow. West Bromwich <laughs> Albion. Has gone to Leganes. What is Alan Young going to do in La Liga? <laughs> is this a step up for him? From West Brom? Yeah. Yeah, because he's now got to pass the ball. Right. I mean, he's probably making less money, but hey, he gets to live in Spain and play against Lionel Messi at some point in his life. So yeah, it's a step up. Oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> but I remember, the reason I'm so confused about this is I remember watching West Brom last season. And Mohanan and I turned to each other and we're just like... This is not a football player. <laughs> this, is like, this, this man cannot play football. No. And now he's in La Liga. I, I mean, it's a little bit like... Well, to be honest, I, th- I thought when you were talking about transfers, I thought you were going to go with Jovino, woman trafficker into Ooh. Italy. Jovino gone to Parma. That is a good one, too. I, th- I thought that was brilliant. That is a good one, too. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, I that's d- a bit dark. I didn't think Jovino <laughs> would, would pop back into our lives like this, you know? Um, anyway. Good for him. Well, yeah. He must have a good agent. Yeah, I mean, his, his agent got him a really lucrative move to China, and now he's cool. back in Italy. Yeah, if, <laughs> if we think that Parma are a legitimate, uh, legitimate football club. That, is, that does remain to be seen. <laughs> right. um, Shall we start with the Premier League? Sure. Um, the game today, Liverpool against Crystal Palace. Um, Liverpool expected to win, mm-hmm. although Selhurst Park, as, we've seen on the Manchester, as I've seen on the Manchester City documentary... Is never an easy place to go. Mm. You'll understand that comment once you watch it. What, um, watch it? You've got to watch it. No. Bernie. No. Roche, will you watch it? Let's see what our fans think. Should we watch it? <laughs> At under underscore the cash. They're going to fucking say yes, because it's brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> I would love to hear the input. Um, Liverpool Crystal Palace. Liverpool 2, Crystal Palace nil. But it wasn't that simple. Well, this is the kind of win that uh, Liverpool are going to have if they're going to win the league this season. Uh, you know, coming to an old stomping ground where they've had some very, very dejectory results in the past. Is that a word? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> okay. I, I like I like deject de- dejectory. Isn't that like trajectory but dejected? Yeah, I'm not, actually not sure if it's a word now. Thank you for calling it out. Alex. Yeah, no problem. But uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I agree. This type of result that they have to get. Um, they've had a hard time. I don't know about last season, but traditionally at the stadium. And this could be a sign of Liverpool actually changing because regardless of Salah's form, these were the types of games that they slipped up last season especially where there was supposed to be some brute force, but they really did not perform well in these games. And under Klopp, by January, people were calling for his head. Mm-hmm. But they've turned a the corner. Uh, Virgil van Dijk is a big part of that. And I think Mohamed would like us to champion him as the best, if not the second best defender in the league. It's been two games, but I see where he's coming. <laughs> it's, like, it's been a lot two, of games. Two games into the season. Uh, but yes, they did cle- keep a clean sheet, which for them is also an achievement. They, is that That's the second true. one in a row? Did they keep a clean sheet on opening day? Yeah, West Ham. Oh, so, yeah. default. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so just on the Van Dyke thing, Mohamed would say end of last season plus beginning of this. Like January to end of last season, plus a couple of games now. And I would, I would agree that he's in the top two or three. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But. So let's do this. This is so we had an argument on the group chat. Mm. This is the argument that I don't mind. Okay, I, I don't mind this one because I think there's a decent enough body of evidence to support this claim. <laughs> so if, but that being said, who is better than him? The Virgil Van Dijk. To my mind, you can you can legitimately argue uh, Alderweireld, although he did he barely played last season. 
Vertonghen was, I think, the league's best centre-back last season. Mm. Um, and that's, those are the only two that I would necessarily put above Van Dijk. Although I think um, Davinson Sanchez is close, to be honest. Wow! Yeah. Alex, Davinson Sanchez, that's a bold move. He's fantastic. That's a bold I, statement. I think, I think I didn't expect Davinson Sanchez. I, didn't I think it is a very bold statement as well. What I'll say is the entire backline of Spurs was unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Apart from surgery. Well, yeah. But that's Kieran Trippier's spot anyway. It is now. Um, but on, on Liverpool still, Mane... Well, Salah won the penalty. Mm-hmm. Milner dispatched it coolly. Um, Mane got the second goal from a Salah assist, I think it was. So Salah is really rampaging through the league yet again. Uh, on paper. I, on paper. Liverpool actually struggled in this game. I mean, what I will say about Palace is that we all know Hodgson's sides are very well organised. Mm. And they were playing 4-4-2, but everyone was behind the ball. Mm. Like, Benteke was dropping in to mark whoever the deepest midfielder for Liverpool was. Sit, uh, Palace really patrolled the space mm. well. And Liverpool were just, like, knocking it around at the back. And Liverpool aren't comfortable in possession. They don't like just having the ball for mm. no reason. So they didn't really know what to do. It just kept going around the defence. And, uh, and honestly, they were quite... Not that they were lucky to be awarded the penalty, but they were lucky they got that breakthrough because it wasn't really coming mm-hmm. from, uh, from other means. And it was right on the stroke of halftime. Yeah, which is, you know, as proverbial best time to score. And that's why I say it's a really, really good result for Liverpool because if, it feels as if, typically, under Klopp and Liverpool, if they're not marauding and beating the hell out of you, they struggle mm. to even score a goal. And then they, that's how they lose these types of games. But in this case, they've managed to work it out. And I wonder if that's a, that's a sign of something interesting starting to happen over there. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we can, we can take it as that. Um, they, they just look a better team this season already with, with the addition of Keita. We discussed him last week, but mm-hmm. he's a fabulous player. And he had one moment, which I'm sure has been gift the hell out of already, where he gets past the ball out from the back, um, I think straight from Alisson. And he just does a little Cruyff turn. And And he sends Andros Townsend to the moon. Like, Townsend is so far got... It's a beautiful moment. There, there, there will be a video compilation of people absolutely rinsing Andros Townsend. <laughs> yeah. The nutmeg from Martial last season comes yes, to mind. Yes, And I think... I think there's another one where someone almost, like, wrecked his knees. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find those. Um, the one thing that I will say, I, well, just while we're on Alisson, is he made a few good saves. Nothing ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But good, competent saves... Uh, during a period in which Palace put on quite a bit of pressure. And even that, just having that calmness, that assuredness in goal, making the saves that need to be made, um, is probably a massive help to Liverpool. And as we talk about that, Loris Karius looks like he's joining Fenerbahce on a two-year loan. Why I think it's Besiktas. Or Besiktas, whatever. Some Turkish... Yeah, no, I think well, it is Besiktas. Our, our follower, our greatest follower, Burak is here, is going to take offence to that comment. Yeah, he would. I mean, we'll take the interaction. But he's probably blowing up with anger at the fact that they're getting the worst <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they couldn't even sell him. Well, I mean, what, it's a shame for Mignolet because well, it means he has to stay well, now. Well, I mean, in, in Karius' defense over here, a lot of loans, oh, sorry, a lot of transfers have been loans because mm. of financial fair play. So yeah, this one could be one of those as well, you know, to be fair to him. True, but, like, if anyone wanted to buy him, they could have. A two-year loan means you're not coming back. Yes. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. something yeah. will happen It's like you. being shipped off to Australia. Like it's, it's Because one, the same thing happened as your heart. Through, well, oh. a series of one-year loans. <laughs> yeah. And then he lands on his feet at Burnley. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Until their other two better goalkeepers come back from injury. And yeah, true. Yeah. Screwed again. True that. Um, all right, anything all right, else? I, I'm done defending Carriers. That was it. That was my piece. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Good. Fair enough. Um, so Liverpool, uh, six points from six, and I don't know who they've got next. Anyone? No idea. Have a clue? No, well, no, they're no. going to win, so I'm sure they'll be fine just fine. Yeah, maybe. unless it's City. Yeah, sure. <laughs> true. Uh, well, even then, even then. Oh, true. Yeah. True. I forgot. If anyone yeah, can yeah. do it. Yeah. My bad. My yeah. bad. Let's move on then to Chelsea three, Arsenal two. This is the game of the weekend. The best game I've seen in the last five years in the EPL. Wow. wow. Maybe I'm exaggerating slightly. You really are exaggerating. But it was a great game. Okay, for Chelsea Arsenal standards, I hadn't seen a game of this quality since the early 2000s when Hasselbank was playing, Seaman was playing, Ed Dehoy was goalie, Frank Leboeuf. Well, I think, I think you've been going back, like, generation from generation with that. Um, but, oh, is this because Chelsea just since then have just been, you know, walking all over Arsenal? Yeah. Is that why you're saying So there was, a, like, a 10-year period where Arsenal didn't lose to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And then there was a long period of time where Chelsea were just... Walking over Arsenal with yes. a few victories here and there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now this game, 
it seemed to start off with Chelsea completely battering Arsenal. I mean, Morata scored, so that, that was a problem. Yeah, and then Arsenal came back in this game, and it just, uh, going in halftime, Arsenal could have been 4-2 up. So you're, you're 100% right about all of that. Here's what I'll say, though. You described it as a game of great quality. I would describe it as the opposite. I thought it was an absolute shambles from start to finish wow. from both teams. <laughs> so, you're like, yeah, Chelsea went ahead really easily. Really, I don't know what... Marcus Alonso is in about four acres of space. He's like a horse galloping through a valley when that ball gets played to him. Bellerin's nowhere. Mkhitaryan is trying to keep up with him, but has no chance. And then he squares it to Pedro, and so the Arsenal defenders aren't even in the frame. Like, mm. where are they? Mm. Someone, they put a missing people's person whatever report out, because they have <laughs> gone, right? Mustafi, like, I, I can't... He's bad. He's so shit, Roche. Like... He's unbelievable. So there are a number of Arsenal players towards the end of last season and the beginning of this, and we said it on the pod, we're like, we don't know if they're bad or whether they haven't received enough coaching Mm -hmm. or whether, you know, is it the system, is it the players, is it the coaching? And it's too early to draw conclusions yet. Mm -hmm. However, however, Shkodra Mustafi is a massive exception. (laughs) You can clearly see that he has no idea what he's doing. And he came out this week, I think I put the quote, yeah. He came out this week and said, of Emery, he told me the positives in my game and what to work on. I'm happy because it's difficult when you never know what to work on because no one tells you. So there's a little dig at Arsene Wenger, presumably, right? Wow. But you can't say that and then have a performance like this. It was... Tragic. Remind me on that note to bring something up later on in this pod. But good. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I don't know how we're going to do that, yeah. but we'll try. <laughs> say, say keyword. Reminder. Keyword Mourinho. Mourinho? Okay. Yeah, we'll okay. Because that. Um, that, that triggers a lot of things. <laughs> yes. I think we might flip tables. Um, but another person who's absolutely shocking is Hector Bellerin. Mm. Like, <laughs> shocking. Uh, uh, to think, to think. With all my United despair, right, I would still never in my life sign Hector no no he is so so rubbish so the funny thing about this is this was actually Bellerin's best game from (laughs) from an attacking perspective (laughs) from an attacking perspective this is his best game for probably two three years oh my defensively it was woeful obviously but he actually got an assist which for Bellerin is is unreal I, I think Hector Bellerin his brain is just a block of wood Nothing, just nothing gets through. It's unbelievable. Listen, Alex, Mm. he walks around like a pompous idiot. I disagree with that. Oh, sure. Alex. Just hear me out. He doesn't seem like the type of person that takes instruction. He seems like the type of person who wants to do what he wants to do, and he doesn't want to fix what he cannot do, which is defending. You get rid, please. Please, for the love of God, for the love of Arsenal, even though I hate you, just get rid. I can't watch this anymore. I can't. I well, you don't have to. <laughs> well, I have to because we got to do this, well, right? That, that's true. <laughs> what I'll say about sorry, Shaco. No, no. I was just, well, I was gonna say yeah, Hector Balerin is a fa- fascinating player because when he first emerged on the scene, he had a nice haircut. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he looked very clean. But he also played well. He had good speed. He was chasing back, tracking back, and he was a good, solid defender. People saw a bright future in this player, and now all of a sudden. They hate him, they can't stand him, he's garbage. Okay. Kill him, burn him alive. You said something that was amazing. <laughs> what? That he chased back. Yes. That was why they loved him, because he was out of position all the fucking time, and he chased back and got the ball. Being out of position is bad defending. And you don't have to chase back if you're in the wrong if you're in the right position. Maldini? Never no. have to chase anything. Any ever have you ever seen him run? Maldini? Yeah. No! It's he was always in the right time. position at the right time. Okay, but he, the, but this is where you get into system versus player kind of thing because in in the Arsenal teams that, that Bellerin has played in in the in most of the Premier League teams now the fullback when the team has the ball is expected to be right up in the final almost the final third of the opposition's goal. So is he going to have to chase back multiple times during a game? Hell yes. Does he have the pace to do it anymore? No, because after the the big injury that he had, um, he just he just never returned to the pace that he started with. But Nacho Monreal is a case in point of someone that still attacks and defends and doesn't chase back like an idiot. Because mm. positioning <laughs> I've is seen important. That I've seen that happen, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, when Arsenal did wake up in this game after being 2-0 down, uh, they created the same chance maybe five or six times. Correct. Going, breaking through the flanks on Chelsea, squaring the ball across the box, and having maybe one or two open goals that they missed. Maybe one or three, yes. <laughs> one or three, but they scored two of them, which was good. 
Iwobi had a stormer of a game. When when he decided to play, he had a wonderful game and showed just a little bit of what people were excited about a few years ago. And what Nigerians will claim is the, the next coming of Kanawankwa. Like it, he was honestly fantastic. And I'm I'm here for that part of Arsenal. I'm not here for the rest of it. Uh, are Nigerians that that naive? No, no, no. They're going to say he's the new Kanu? No, 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 no. I said, the, when he first came on the scene, ah. they said it could be. Also, he's JJ Kocha's nephew, right. all that good stuff, right? Okay. But that's not happening anymore. Fair enough. Um, we, we, we skipped past Morata's goal, which is a bit unfair on Morata because he's finally scored one. Um, hmm. but, but it was against Mustafi. I mean, again, I could get into the defending, but we'll just, we'll just say it was terrible and leave it there. It was but, a good goal if you take that part out. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But but there's also Petr Cech's involvement, where like the ball, if you watch the replay, the ball actually just goes about two centimeters to the left of his foot. But because he arbitrarily decides to dive to his right, he misses it. That's harsh. I think it was a good finish. It was uh, one of those finishes where the striker is one on one with the keeper. He's coming in with pace. He's just beaten the defender, and the far post is more open than the near post. And I think it's one of those things where it's almost a penalty in that situation, where it's like, okay, if I go this way, that you know the goalie's going to go this way because that's where the momentum is going. And so, harsh on Czech. I think Czech had a good game. He didn't almost score any own goals. That's spot, <laughs> spot on analysis. Spot on. I like how that's the barometer for Czech. <laughs> but he didn't nearly score an own goal, so it wasn't bad. Um, something on, on Chelsea tactically. We, we made a comment last week, and a lot of people have, about how Jorginho has come in and taken the place of Kante at the base of the midfield. Mm-hmm. He's the one sitting in front of the defence, which has pushed Kante higher up the pitch. You see him like marauding down the right now, up into the box. He scored last week. Defensively, though, it looks like Chelsea were lacking Kante. So does Sarri need to rebalance that? No. I think they need more time playing Sarri ball than anything else. I think... The more that they, they play his game, the more that they're going to... Sorry's game is based on possession, but lightning quick counterattack at the same time. And that requires you to have the ball more so. And I believe Jorginho spreads the ball around better than Conte. I think when they need to defend against better teams and they have more uh, practice, Conte, you'll see him sitting a little bit deeper behind Jorginho. I think that will eventually happen. But against Arsenal, when you can overrun them, eh, whatever. Well, <laughs> Just about. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's a good point you bring up, sorry ball. Because I like what I saw from the Chelsea team in this game, particularly Rob Barkley. I mean, Ross Barkley. Um, remind me, David Luiz started this game, right? He did. He's going to start every game. Fair enough. I'm just saying, if you're talking about a lack of defending, it's literally because David Luiz is playing centre-back. I disagree with that. I know you will. He's just a trash defender. Okay, <laughs> here's the thing, though. The, the, Roche rightly pointed out that all the Arsenal chances came pretty much from the same way. They pass the ball out to the fullback, mm-hmm. they'd slip it inside to another attacking midfielder, and they drill it across. Mm-hmm. That channel where those attacking midfielders were finding space mm-hmm. is exactly where that third centre-back would have been in the 3-5-2 or the 3-4-3 whatever that mm-hmm. Chelsea been playing. Mm-hmm. So again, that may just be an adjustment thing, but they need to find a way to cover that space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. 2-2 and then Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, former fraud, I think was the consensus. Goat for me, but fraud overall. Yeah, sure, you were outvoted. Too. This is a three-man pod right Wait, now. Wait, I, I have goat for Hazard. What? Yeah. You lie. Okay, so it was, a, it was a draw then. I'm going to check the tape. <laughs> but anyway, my, the, what I was going to say was he's taken one, one foot out of the fraud bucket and into the goat. Like one, one foot's in goat, one foot's in fraud. Half fraud? Half because, goat. Sorry, the, the, the goat bucket does not sound like something I want to be in. Oh. <laughs> you really... Well, okay, sure. I see your point. Wow. But whatever. I'm sticking with that goat bucket yeah. and that's it. Goat he's bucket. now one foot in or one foot out. And... He's had two cameo appearances and absolutely wasted the defenders each time. What he was it Bellerin? Tell me it was Bellerin that he wasted like this. I don't know. I actually know it was Lacazette. And, and which yeah, is so it was Lacazette. That which was is, a disgrace. Yeah. That Lacazette passed. Like the, the substitutions really didn't work for Emery. Mm-hmm. So like he pulled off Xhaka at half time and, and Mahan and I were like, yes, finally, someone has, has taken Xhaka off. This mm-hmm. is great. Torreira came on and barely got a touch of the ball. Like, he just wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually got worse. And then Lacazette came on and he made the mistake for the goal. Yeah, no, on that, on that point, I did notice that Lacazette is in a position that he would never have thought he would be in the field. One-on-one with Hazard, like near his own corner flag with no backup. That's that's just I mean that I think that's something you can iron out on the tactics board for sure. I just guess. to make sure it never happens again. The reason well, why it was so funny is because Hazard looks, he goes, nah, I'm gonna move back. Like he he t- takes the ball and he says no. Nope. He turns around as if he's going to pass the ball back. Then he goes, 
actually. And he just spins around and yeah. just walks in a straight line towards it and yes. then cuts it back to Alonso. That was mind blowing. He didn't even really do anything. He just went, eh, okay, I'm you going You know what back I think now. it was? I think he just, he was about to just make a team play mm-hmm. and just, you know, keep the ball moving. And then he realized, hey, wait a second, this is Lacazette. <laughs> and I have nobody behind him. There's right. no 2v1 over here. I'm right. just going to take him on. It's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, the, this is the thing. Chelsea attacked for the first 20 minutes and scored two goals. Arsenal attacked for the next 20 minutes and scored two goals. And then Chelsea attacked for the, for the second half. It was really a case of whichever team attacks for the greatest amount of time is going to win because it's so easy to score. Yeah. So Chelsea deserved the win. Um, and, uh, yeah, two wins out of two for Sarri. Unconvincing defensively, but they look exciting going forward. And I can only imagine what the score would have been yeah. if Hazard had played the whole game. Well, yeah. One, once again, being harsher on Arsenal because it could have scored at least four goals in this You're game. You're defending the, def- the indefensible today. I mean, I know they're in 17th place in the league <laughs> with zero <laughs> points from two games. We started top as well. You know? Oh, my you know? Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tottenham 3, Fulham 1. Uh, back at Wembley, as we discussed last week. Spurs won't be moving into their stadium until we don't know when. Uh, so back at Wembley. Um, Lucas Moura took the first 10 minutes to, to miss two open goals, much like Arsenal. Mm. Um, he, he put a Walcottian performance in and missed two very, very easy chances. And then he scored a fantastic goal. Worldy. That was a great goal. It's really weird. Mkhitaryan did the same thing. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, missed, yeah, yeah. Missed really easy chances and then mm-hmm. smashed a more difficult one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Professional performance by Tottenham. Um, not much more to say, except that Fulham got themselves back in it a little bit. Uh, was it about 1-1 or was it 2 It was 1-1. It was 1-1. One, the Mitrovic header, you know, well, it was already on the ground. Well, the, that was very funny. By the way, there were, it was a great passing move from mm. back to, fr- to front. Sessegnon messed it up, and then Mitrovic, who I quite like, well, puts that in. Um, it was like a seal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great awareness on that. And then, you know, at the end of the day, Tottenham did their thing. I don't think it was anything particularly special about it. No. Um, I will say, Harry Kane on the third goal, I just love that little finish. It, mm. it, it was straightforward, whatever, but the way he just caressed the ball yeah. in, for a guy who was spent and looked very, very tired, that was a very good finish. It's because we watched the Henri documentary recently where, I mean, he was a merchant in that kind of finish. Yes. Absolute merchant. Yeah. And so it was nice to see that. Um, but I do want to highlight, Tottenham needed two worldlies in this game. Which were their first two goals. The Kieran Trippier free kick. Oh, mm. that, that was mm. it. That's it. His yeah. last two free kicks mm. have been yeah. that free kick in the mm. World Cup semi-final and then this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I already said in the first week, Fulham are going to struggle because they can't keep crosses out. I just think it's, it's wonderful when you have the best right back in the league playing on your team. Wonderful. Oh. Kieran oh. Trippier. Wonderful. Oh. Bernie just sliding that dig into Manad's. Oh, I have there. to. I mean, he can cross the ball, which <laughs> another guy, other guy can't do. He can... Take free kicks, which the other guy can't do. You don't need your right Hold back on. to take free kicks. But he can't. Uh, sure. He can defend, which the other guy can't do either. Uh, yeah. Other guy just runs fast up and down. That's all I'm saying. Is he still fast? Walker just runs fast up and down. Nothing else oh, he can do. Oh, Walker. Yeah. Oh, and plus he was liability all World Cup for England, so whatever. I, yeah. What? No, he Three wasn't. goals were scored because of him. I'm not sure that's true. That's true. Look at the tape. I'm gonna have to now. I'm gonna have to now. I'm also gonna disagree that Trippier can defend. Trippier's on mine. He knows how to defend, but anyone with a bit of pace just runs past him. He's a better defender than Walker. The Liverpool Man City game will show you how stupid Walker actually is. Okay, I mean, I think the Liverpool Spurs game is going to show you how easily someone runs past Kieran Trippier. But Liverpool Spurs. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, I wonder what our audience. Now you're getting thinks. into nitty gritty. Leave it alone. <laughs> I like Trippier. I'm just saying he's going to get rinsed. Let's have our audience vote on this at under underscore. Stop saying it. <laughs> Time for fraud or goat. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> All right. So I think in the spirit of this week. We're going with fraud or goat, Paul Labille Pogba. Labille. Labille. Um, Richet. Yes. Fraud or goat? (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's fraud or goat for this week. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I thought you were actually going to accept that as a response. Um, uh, I mean, (laughs) see, I know he can be a goat, but... Ev- on evidence, in the last, you know, the recent memory, I think he has to be a fraud. He has, he has a goat costume. Yeah. He just doesn't wear it all the yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I mean, no one's always going to be a fraud or always going to be a goat. Well, 
Some people have. I think he could be a goat, but he's currently a frog. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and it's Mourinho's fault. Okay, I, I think you could apply the same logic that I used for Eder Azar for Paul Pogba, which is he shows it in flashes, he shows up sometimes. Um, but that being said, here's a plot, plot twist, people. This guy was the key piece for France winning the World Cup. They don't win the World Cup without Paul Pogba. That's just the way it is. He ran the show in the final. Absolutely brilliant in the semi-final. When you win the World Cup and you are one of, because Mbappe was a beast, um, Griezmann was a beast, even, is it Theo or Lucas? Or not? I don't remember Lucas which one it is. Faran was a beast. The whole the team, whole team was cohesive. Well. I give you that, absolutely. But when you are that important to a team that wins a World Cup, you get to GOAT status for me. Also, United have won what under Mourinho? I hate him, but they won Europa League and Capital One Cup, whatever. He was. Don't the, forget the charity shield, Benny. I, I'm not saying anything about that. But you want to trouble? He was. He was the best player in that tournament. Fact. It Which was tournament? voted Europa League. Whatever. Atletico won it. They, they, everyone was happy about that. He was voted the best player in that tournament. Another statistic: in his first season. He created the most chances in the Premier League and completed the most passes. I'm impressed That's by impact. how hard you're trying here. I'm not trying. It's just statistics. <laughs> it's all facts. So, that being said, Paul Labille Pogba, for me, is a fraudulent goat. A throat. Isn't he more of a goatulent fraud? <laughs> <laughs> That's well put, actually. He is, yeah, he's a goat to live fraud. He was a goat at Juventus. So, okay, so your point about it being Mourinho's fault, there is something there, because he was a goat at Juventus. Since yes. Juventus, in my opinion, under Mourinho, fraud. Specifically second season. See, and the, the beautiful part is, both of you are doing my job here, which is attributing blame to Jose Mourinho, which I accept, which is why I said he's a fraudulent goat. That said, or a gotulent fraud. Yes. That said, the the, the, ca- the case for the case for fraud is actually quite strong still, though. Oh, because God. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to bring in statistics or that kind of thing. But you watch the guy over 90 minutes, and yes, he has the occasional fantastic game, mm-hmm. and he had them far more often for Juventus. But at United, we've seen him look completely out of position. Mm-hmm. We've seen him kick the ball. I've I've personally noticed him kicking the ball out of play. Like making a pass that he thought was on, mm-hmm. that wasn't, or someone else wasn't on his wavelength, or he wasn't on theirs, or whatever it is. Just passing the ball out of place. Yes, especially his Brighton game. We've seen him try the Hollywood ball when he doesn't need to. We've mm-hmm. seen him overcomplicate his mm-hmm. game. Um, we've seen him not be good enough defensively. Mm-hmm. We've seen him not contribute enough offensively. There has been a lot missing to his game in many instances. And we've also seen the most chances created in the league at a point and we've seen the number of assists he, he got sure. he got the same number if not slightly less than De Bruyne in 15 less games Bernie I agree Bernie, with you Bernie I agree with you Listen, wow. I, I hear your statistics Just and I remind you to keep in mind that at some point we will be doing Meza Ozil fraud or goat <laughs> and you will be a hypocrite at that point absolutely agree with you there <laughs> <laughs> alright so we, we've gone with fraudulent goat or goatulent fraud goatulent fraud I wonder what our Twitter followers think don't you fucking dare. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. I have a question for you both. Sure. If Bernard Mendy was running at you at full pace, what would you do? Run away. Me too. Uh, kill him. Uh, what? Wow. Well, the tackle to the knee or something. You'd die. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Mendy is thick. Yes. Mendy is I'm a- not afraid that it could even break his knee. It might just, you know, like a bug off a windshield. I mean, I do like a praying mantis at times, so yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like it would be like stepping in front of a train. He's, he's a machine. He's a machine. absolutely brilliant. And he destroyed Huddersfield in this game. Um, well, City destroyed them anyway. 6-1. Just so easy. So it's just they, way too easy. They could have been about 8-0 up in the first four minutes because <laughs> the number of chances they created was impe- like unbelievable. David Silva looked like Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. He looked like Andres Iniesta, but better. Yeah, he couldn't deliver a final ball. That's, that was the difference. <laughs> but but he, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> By the way, well, that slander against Iniesta was personal. That just blew it my wasn't mind. factual, just personal. Very much. I'm glad you said so. Um, Aguero hat trick. He now has 14 in eight games that the Etihad had, which is just mental. What? He has 14 goals in eight games. What are you talking about? In the last eight games? Yeah. Oh. At the Etihad. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, City had 77, 77% possession. Like, Huddersfield might as well have not been there. They were cones. They were training cones. <laughs> and 32 shots. So it's complete one-way traffic. I can't believe they got a goal. Yeah. Was it a set piece? It was a set piece and terrible defending. Yeah. But who cares? It's hard who to cares? care. 4-0, yeah. whatever it was. Hard H- to and Huddersfield is a team that can probably beat this Jose Mourinho United 2-0. Don't get me started. Please, please, we have Which just goes to show the quality of opponent that City played against and actually played well against. So, Man City, GOAT. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. Here's another question for you. (laughs) David Silva, with an imperious free kick in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, While we're kind of on the... This isn't a fraud or GOAT, but is he, and this has been a debate over the last couple of years, is he one of the best midfielders or the best midfielder the Premier League has ever seen? No. He's a goat, but no, not uh, the. What are we even talking about? Not he's the up best. there. He's up there. He's up there. Sure, I will say top ten. He's a goat. Yeah, he's a goat. Yeah, goat of midfielders, absolutely. But the goatest of goats is still uh, Ryan Giggs, and there's still Frank Lampard, and there's still Paul Scholes, yeah. and there's still me. Oh, then there's David Silva. Dennis Bergkamp. Yaya Toure's in there as well. Striker. He's had more of an impact than David Silva, if I'm being honest. Yaya. Come on. Mm. His goals and his assistant chances created. Sure, but David Silva's still good. They started at the same time and David Silva's still going. Yeah, but David Silva was always a sidekick. Yeah, yeah, he was never the cake. main guy. Yaya was the main guy. Yeah. So I can't I can't put David Silva as a goat over Yaya Toure. But Yaya Toure literally just stopped playing. That's fine. <laughs> like three years ago. Okay. That's okay. We're anyway. the same thing. <laughs> Stop playing, start eating. That's the way it goes. Brighton 3, Manchester United 2. Oh, we're, do- we're done with City? What else do you want to say? I don't know. They scored six goals. Like, I thought we had a lot more. Yeah, they were all amazing. Aguero, uh, uh, if he's on your fantasy team, great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I- um, he's managed to keep his place because we all know there are certain people that believe there was agenda against Aguero, and now you can't drop the guy. To be fair, Jesus played as well, but yeah, you absolutely can't drop him. Assist for Ederson? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I don't care. Just thought I'd mention it. Okay. I mean, Van Der done that multiple times. So All right. right. It's not a competition. Well, it is. It's the um, only thing that gives me joy, okay? Let me have this. Okay. Brighton 3, Manchester United 2. Really? I thought we were going to talk about Cardiff Newcastle. No, no. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> in the build-up to this game, Jose Mourinho said he had never been happier with Paul Pogba. Uh, mm-hmm. In the build-up to this game, Paul Pogba said, I'll get fined if I say the things that I want to say. <laughs> Who are we believing? Uh, Paul Pogba. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't believe uh, Gauchelin fraud managers. Mm. I believe in fraud, fraudulent yeah. goats uh, Pogba so. <laughs> Mourinho has just been a series of bad decisions now he's lost the dressing room if he hasn't already lost it before he's lost it now yeah. well, I mean you know if you watch this game you saw in the first couple of minutes there were chances for United you know, the ball was in the Brighton box mm-hmm. but then nothing happened but and, and then Brighton on the counter attack scored the, the problem is nothing can happen because this is a team that does not do attacking practice there is no sense of the word. Former Mourinho players have said that they don't... Like, he leaves it up to the players to figure it out. How, what, how are you going to leave it up to players to figure it out? Does Pep do that? No. Klopp do that? No. They have a system of attack, and that system works, and they understand what they're going to do to understand movements. I think Martial has no idea where Lukaku is going to go. Paul Pogba, remember talking about the missed passes? Mm. Those players have no idea where... Half of that is understanding of the player, not just understanding of how to move the ball. He has no idea where anyone is going, and that is 100%. You know what? Let me backtrack a bit. 99%. One of my followers, uh, Kong Fu Leo, I think is EPD. Don't laugh, Roche. Um, (laughs) Great guy. He said he's so sad. There's so much negativity around him. Jose Mourinho. True. Especially on this pod. So I'm going to not criticize Jose, and I'm going to criticize everything else around Jose. But well, I'll let you guys do that first because I need to think about how what that is. That. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, you know, um, I mean, even under the Mourinho tenure, we've had Rui Faria make some public appearances, and even he can't crack a smile to save anyone's life. Yes, terrible. Uh, it's Edward Woodward is a problem in terms of getting the right players in. But then again, there are certain people whose names I won't mention just can't seem to coach good players. Yeah. But, but and that's also, a problem to me. But also, Edward Wood. I mean, clearly they didn't get all the players that Mourinho wanted this summer, but in previous windows, he has got all the players requested. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that first one where Mkhitaryan came in and Bailly and then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Eric Bailly, what the hell is going on with him? He's, he, been, a, he's been a bit cavalier. Uh, you know, he is a good player, intrinsically. He had definitely had an off game this he game. Horrendous. He was probably the worst player in this game. But there could have been something behind the scenes, you know, mentally with the players that make Cousins to lose focus. Um, Everything he did was wrong. <laughs> I, I, I will say that um, some people attribute the first goal to Lindelof. I think 
Lindelof and Bailly were both at fault for the first goal, not tracking Murray on that run. That is criminal. So he's at blame for that. Second goal was from the corner. He's up. He had no reason to give away that corner. He's in blame for that. And then the third, the penalty. My God, there was no need for that. Horrendous. No, need. like no. if Glenn, if like ninety-year-old Glenn Murray, who I quite like, but if he's giving you the runaround, something is deeply mm. concerning. Well, Solly March was the man of the match this game. But on 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 the penalty, my problem is, and this is also where I feel like there's a fundamental lack of understanding. You have the best shot stopper in the game, and you have. Glenn Murray. Granted, he scored a great goal, but the angle was not favorable to him. Let him you try have to shoot. use your brain as a defender and go, I'll let De Gea to take care of that. If it beats De Gea, at least I did my job. Uh, it was just... <sighs> Where was Alexis Sanchez? He was injured. Away. He was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, he's injured for one to two weeks. Yeah. With what? I don't know. We believe this? Rabies. <laughs> Very oh, hopefully a dog was set on it. Very no, possible. Uh, well, quick point that my coworker Kevin Boyle brought up earlier today. Big he Kevin. said, "Yeah, he said, uh, you know, United are owned by the Americans. Maybe they're just happy with a top four finish. Um, and with that, I mean, they're just making money off the club. So the ambition might not be there, which is why Mourinho might be unhappy and stuff. And he raised a good point. But I still, I mean, I just really want to blame Mourinho for all of this. Okay, let me get rid of him. Let, let me say this. Okay." Some people say that the players aren't good enough. Some people say the manager's not good enough. I will just say this. Pep Guardiola's track record with signings, let's say, over the last two seasons, excluding Claudio Bravo, has been quite good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Mendy, Mahrez, Silva, whatever. They've all been pretty good. So in my estimation, if Pep Guardiola wants a player such as Fred, and he doesn't play well, is that Fred? Part of it, sure. Or is can it also be attributed to the lack of a system to allow him to play properly? This is the thing. Probably. Guardiola has targets based on the way that he wants to play football. So he finds very yeah. specific players who can play the way that he wants to play. Very occasionally it doesn't work out. Uh, Chigrinsky at Barcelona, for example. <laughs> but most of the time it does because he's very specific about what he wants. Mourinho brought in Henrik Mkhitaryan. What for? No idea. What for? I cannot fathom that in... in like in. In the moment, it seemed reasonable, you know, quality attacking midfielder in Europe, scores goals, gets assists. But from the moment he, he arrived in Manchester, it was completely unfathomable. It didn't make any sense what Mourinho wanted him to do or why he would buy a player like that. And we've seen that before with Mourinho. And so, yeah, that lack of a system, that lack of a plan, that lack of an idea of how he wants to play the game beyond don't concede Oh, makes oh. it very difficult to sign the right players because oh. who is the right player to play that non-system? Also, I, I also want to highlight Lukaku because he was horrendous in this game. Um, and I think this might be the first time I ever said it on the pod. His, he tried to do a back heel that just did not come off whatsoever. He was so bad. But again, I want to go back to system. And I'm not trying to blame Mourinho, even though I probably will. But I want to go to system. You sign a target man and you don't give him crosses. Because United can, can only create about four chances and put the ball in the box very few times. You give him four crosses. You look at Mendy at City. He crosses the ball all the time. A hundred times. And you would yeah. not expect, if you think about who Pep Guardiola is, for that to be the case. But he's figured out a way to do that. And if you go to Spurs, Trippier crosses the ball all, all the, the time. time. If you want Lukaku to play well, give him a winger who crosses the ball. It's or Sorry, winger crosses the ball. It makes perfect sense or but again the they do not have a system and they don't do this yeah or you can just cross the ball with the players you have if they can cross the ball they should be able to <laughs> <laughs> I mean why wouldn't uh, why can't they I mean you know yeah and anyway, props to Brighton Glenn Murray what a goal massive props to Brighton they've now beaten United the last two times three 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 three, three. three. okay um, and, uh, and I think they were they unbeaten at home in like the last eight games of last season or something. anyway they do really well at, at home Chris Hewton's done an excellent job um, last honourable mentions for the Premier League Cardiff nil, Newcastle nil. just wanted to bring this up because Kennedy Newcastle's somewhat star signing of the summer Kennedy if the Newcastle fans aren't doing that I'm not sure what they're up Rache used to watch wrestling right back in the day do you remember Mr. Kennedy no oh great I just, I just showed how lame I used to be. Wow. Uh, Never mind. If, if anyone listening knows who that is, you know. My timeline is full of WWE for some reason. Why? Say it, Alex. More the same thing. I don't really understand why. Mute them. I don't know who we follow <laughs> that did this. Anyway, 
Kennedy should have been sent off like a wrestler, uh, missed a penalty and didn't complete a pass in the, in the second half. Yeah. That may be the worst half of football anyone's ever had. Yeah. And Rafa Benitez, you know, we've sang praises about this man in the last couple of weeks. You have Don't never go. sang his I've, praises. I, you know, I put my views past me um, myself. Um, you did? Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's, he's suffered a lot, as you said. Uh, but now Kennedy is the type of player who will get him relegated. <laughs> he, he's, he kept them up. Like, he contributed to keeping them up last year. I think we're talking present tense. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> uh, he did, like, you know, the stats you said, he didn't complete a pass in the second half. Should have been sent off. Missed the 95th minute penalty. And we all know Newcastle might go down anyway. Yes. And so, it will be another sad day in the Premier League when that happens. It's only, happening, only happening if Benitez leaves. Um, West Ham lost to Bournemouth. Uh, West Ham is still shit. Callum Wilson is messy. He is! Oh my goodness, if you saw him pick the ball up in the heart of the midfield and run through at least four players before finishing with his weaker foot through the legs <laughs> of the goalie. Was one of those players Jack Wilshere? I can't remember. Because if it was, I'm throwing a party. It seems likely, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really hope it I want to say yes just to see where his reaction <laughs> Well, I'll watch it first and out, then you'll see my reaction. Leicester 2, Wolves nil. Jamie Vardy got sent off for like a proper Brexit tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a... Alice, what is a Brexit tackle? It's when like Vardy thinks he's kicking an immigrant out of the country. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I think it, he might have kicked one of his own guys out of the country in that sense. Well, but Wolves were really unlucky over here because, firstly, the first goal, which was an own goal, was a perfect bullet header. It just went in the goal. What do you mean just went in the, the goal? The goal went in the goal. Like, okay, so the ball comes in from the far side, you know, it's a cross. Uh-huh. And the first defender, it skims his head, because he, I guess he was in a bad position. And the second defender is completely caught off guard by the skimmed header from the oh, first defender. Oh, I guess you That it just ricochets right off his forehead, but it's a bullet header into the corner. In fact, I think the ball went into the goal faster than the guy crossed it into the box. I, I didn't watch this game, so I, that is the most vivid description I've ever heard, and I appreciate you for it, Rache. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, fair enough. I got more. No. no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and a win for Everton, another goal for Richarlison. Um, oh, yeah, something I wanted to touch on. So, um, Richarlison, you know, has done well in his first couple of games, scored mm-hmm. a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. So, we can now say, like, good purchase, starting to repay his fee. Go on. Looks like it's going well. Go on. Watford, meanwhile, who lost Richarlison, have clobbered teams in their first two games. Like, done brilliantly. So, can we also say, well sold, great sale. Better than Barcelona's transfer policy, for sure. But, by the way, now I'm glad you brought up Watford, because they had some cracking goals in their game. <laughs> Troy Deeney. Did you see this guy playing? Did you see Troy Deeney? Oh, my God. Why are you in falsetto? He reminds me of Shannon Sharp right now. No problem. No problem. I was shocked at the quality of football played by Watford in this game. Troy Deeney's picking up the ball. He's like running a little bit, drawing in defenders. Then he plays a 1-2 to find himself free. Then he crosses the ball into the box, and on the volley... I don't even know what his name was. Andre Gray. Andre, yes, Andre Gray. What a goal! And then a (laughs) long-range missile. This was an amazing game of full amazing highlights. Every time I was watching these highlights, I was watching the extended highlights, and every time something amazing happened, I went on the thread and I, in capital letters, oh my god, I watched the Watford highlights. You did. And every single highlight after that was also an equally amazing highlight. And Troy Dini was fucking amazing. Did you see the through pass by Ducore to Dini and the finish? I did. Unbelievable football. Dini's not even the same player he was in the and last then, 10 years. Hold on. Let me, let me say something, Roche, because you have done something that I did not think was possible. You have made my day. Firstly, How? Roche, there ain't my day ever. <laughs> but you made my day because you are the antagonist in, this, uh, in the Premier League. You think Premier League is completely trash. But it seems that your love for the league has, has returned thanks to Troy Dini and Watford. This is fantastic. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point to bring up, I think. Yeah, you, you won't see this anywhere else in any other league. A player will never have his, his doppelganger show up and put it in opposite performance. What, what I also really loved about this was that after he scored that goal where Ducore put him through, he then spent the next like minute screaming abuse at his own fans. Or like it, that's what it looked like. Also, can I just say that Alex is the most predictable person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Alex had a tweet that banged, okay? Bang, sent sent bang, it to us. Banged is generous. It, it, okay, fine. A lot of people have liked it and followed us with it and he said, I've got to get this on the park. <laughs> This is true. Oh, yeah. In reference to the Richardson being a good signing for Everton and a good sale for Watford. It just well, doesn't happen well very done. much. Well, yeah, well done. you can bring me up in Moomoo of the Week if you want. Happy Moomoo. <laughs> <laughs>
One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. This week's Mumu of the Week comes from a, a club that I really like because I went to see them in the, in the flesh when I was a child. Norwich City FC. Uh. However, since being relegated, they have been languishing in the championship the last couple of years. And it looks like they are getting a bit desperate because they have painted the away changing room pink in an effort to reduce the testosterone levels of the opposition. Uh, Comments? Thoughts? Firstly, has it worked? I think they just did it, so we're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But they lost the first two games of the season. Uh, uh, mm. So so they did this in response to losing the first two games? Maybe. So the suggestion is that just by looking at the color color pink, you're supposed to do what? Your testosterone levels reduce. And and then you do what? Like, like what is that? You're less amped up. And, and physically maybe, ready wouldn't to... Wouldn't that maybe even make you play better because you're not hyped up and maybe you have brains to work with? Is I don't it, know. I, I don't know how this works. I don't know. It's the, any bio? Like, any of you did bio in school? No, know. that's probably my worst subject. There, there, is, there is a quote here from Dr. Latin Jack. Um, Latin Jack? Latin Jack. This is a quack. This Latin a, Jack. This is a quack doctor. <laughs> Dr. Latin Jack. <laughs> Over from the infomercials. There is a quote here from Dr. Laughing Gas, who says, I personally wouldn't have spent the time bothering to change the locker room color. There are a lot of things you do before you do that. Now that teams will know about the pink locker room, they could count... They, <laughs> this is great. They could take countermeasures to ensure higher testosterone levels. Like what? Isn't that doping? It depends how you do it. If they're feeding them red steak beforehand, then no. <laughs> Red Bull for everybody. Um, I think Van Hal would have a have a real way to get your testosterone levels up. Showing his balls. Yeah. One thing we are no sha Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. Ronald didn't score on his debut. Who's Ronald? Christian Ronald. Christian Ronald. Christian Ronald. Christian Ronald. Christian Ronald sounds like someone who's an accountant. Could be. He sounds like someone that isn't Muslim Ronald. Muslim Ronald? Whoa! <laughs> I didn't see what you did. There you Good go. Good job. Good job. 3-2 though. His team won. As they do. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't actually think they were going to lose this game when they were 2-1 down, did you? No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, we knew it was Juventus. But they were also... Like, I watched the first 30 minutes of this game and I thought it would end 5-0. Yes. Okay. They were that dominant. And then all of a sudden, they're losing 2-1. To Kiev, by the way. We haven't mentioned them yet. Yes. So, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it really doesn't matter who they're playing. <laughs> no, that's true. They only won the league. Ronald and, had a lot of chances, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did? I, I like this one. Sorry, I know you hate it, Alex, but it just it's Ronald. Oh, Christian it's Ronald? Ronald? Oh, no, I don't care. Ronald. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 Ronald didn't score. He didn't assist. Uh, you know, But he'll have his chances. But Bernardeschi stole the show at the end. Yes, he did. Uh, by the way, Ronald, I think, injured the keeper. He did. Like, like, <laughs> Didn't did he, like, so. blast the ball so hard? <laughs> I didn't see the incident. I've just seen the picture of the goalkeeper. He's in a neck brace. He's got cuts on his face. It looks, I, it looks like he's been in a gang incident. <laughs> they don't kick balls that hard in uh, Italy. Oh, my Lord. Napoli 2, Lazio 1. Carlo Ancelotti off to a flying start. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see how he'll do here. He's actually got to coach a team this time. Yeah, I hope yeah. he gets sacked. And this is a massive victory on the road for Napoli to a side that could be, you know, challenging them for the similar a similar finish in the season. Oh, I thought you were going to say challenging for the title. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, spots two, three, and four specifically. Got it. Can I have a quick go at Lazio? No. Why? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, their, their ultras have demanded that women not be allowed into their section. Oh. Uh, and the club have decided that it's not their place to comment. So... Lazio standing up for what is right, as they have done in the past. I didn't know that that was um, like a, a hallmark of uh, fascism. I'm just going to play it out there because that's what their club is associated with, isn't it? Well, the ultras at least. I just didn't know that was part of that whole ideology. Oh, now we know. Eh, you learn something new. But uh, what's his name? The striker. What's his name? The guy, uh, Spanish guy. He's really good. Um, no, Italian guy. Who does he play for? Oh my God, Lazio. Immobile. Immobile. Great goal. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Great, great goal that he scored. I said Spanish because he played in Sevilla, like, and it confused me. Right. But yeah, wonderful gotcha. goal. Check it out. 
Palmer, uh, we, we spoke about this earlier, Palmer returned to Serie A with a 2-2 draw with Udinese. Uh, Sassuolo beat Inter Milan. Roche, you, uh, you saw this. Complete shocking result Inter Milan after all their signings. We thought they were so strong on paper. Everyone's purring for Inter to do well this season. Maybe even win the Champions League and become president of America. <laughs> <laughs> but here they are losing to Sassuolo 1-0. Yeah, lovely stuff. This is where this is a team that wants to sign Luka Modric. Get out of here! Yeah, or maybe they need to get out of here. This uh, is their response to Modric not signing. Yeah. <laughs> it just collapsed. <laughs> uh, Torino nil, Roma won. Uh, really difficult game for Roma. I actually watched this. Um, they they got out of it in the second half. They were under a lot of pressure. They actually conceded a goal that got VAR'd off the off the scoreboard, and then um, they brought on Patrick Kluivert, and he completely turned the game. Justin Kluivert. Justin Kluivert. Even nice, yeah, just in time, just in time, but, um, with his pace and his crossing and stuff, and it was him that got the assist for Jeco with a lovely volley. So Beautiful. Roma just about off to a yeah. be, off to a decent start. Yeah, good yeah. for Roma. Maybe they'll finish second. Um, Spain kicked off. Lencia Atleti was a one-one draw. Nothing to say there. Real Madrid beat Getafe uh, in what is a derby. It is a derby, people. Rocha, R- you were impressed by Bale? I was. Uh, I think he had. Well, he had one. Shot that was saved fantastically. It was curling into the far corner, much like Lucas Mora for Spurs. Mm-hmm. A good save by the keeper. And he also had a header ricocheting off the top of the crossbar. Ah, true. Yep. Beautiful cross by Marcelo. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he's, not, he's, no Ronald, he's no Ronald. But um, I think Bale will have his fair share of goals this season. If he stays fit. And that's the key, because I'm not sure he will. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the cover how goal, too. Yeah. Cushioned header. Uh, Barcelona 3, Alaves 0. Uh, Messi with a couple... Uh, Coutinho had one at the end. Yeah. I didn't see it. It was it was a good little carpet free kick by Messi, you know, under the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was no no at halftime in this game. I don't. I I mean, I wasn't really impressed. But when Coutinho came on, he came on as a sub. Mm. He did score a fine goal. Philip Coutinho. Yeah. Do you think there's any hint of regret that, from Coutinho? Yeah, leaving Liverpool. No, not at all. Living on the beach. Well, Barcelona is at the beach. There There's, is a beach. There yeah. is a beach. Yeah, living in the beach, sun, great food. Only thing wrong Barcelona are the English tourists. That's it. That's true. So I'd take Barcelona over Liverpool any day. Also, I just don't like Liverpool. Thank you for being objective. Buddy. Well, everyone knows. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, as a Latin American player or a player of Hispanic descent, it's always you always want to be on the Iberian Peninsula, no matter what the team is. Uh, you prefer Real Madrid or Barcelona? Well, it's it. I mean, Liverpool. My hate for Liverpool aside, they're mm. a great team, great structure. Uh, this is Liverpool, by the way. Jurgen Klopp is doing a great job, but if you have to play with Egyptian Messi or real Messi, who would you pick? I'd pick real Messi. Yeah, it's uh, it's really even our Egyptian would say that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's let's leave it there. We'll leave it on Bernie giving praise to Liverpool Football Club, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.